Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Hey, Collider fans. It's Josh Nepp from the Heroes Podcast. You can support this show by taking a quick five-minute online survey to help keep this show free to download with minimal advertisements. Your responses will help connect advertisers to our audience so you can hear about products and services that matter to you. The survey is short and completely anonymous. Just visit podcastone.com slash my survey and fill it out. It can be completed in under five minutes. Thanks for all your continued support of Collider and all of our great podcasts here on Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Sweaties, it's Monday. That's right, it's episode 254 of Collider Heroes. I'm John Schnepp. Let's get sweaty about a whole bunch of subjects like Aquamania, Ant Mania, and a whole bunch more. There's no way to stop it, baby. Check it out. You didn't even know I was whispering. You saw me. You got me. 
Robert Meyer Burnett and Marquis are on the show today. Good to be here. Yeah, what's up? Good stuff. Good stuff. Had an awesome weekend. Uh, I hung out in Alhambra. Hung out with a bunch of nerds in Alhambra. Alhambra's a weird place. You guys ever been there? I have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I had uh, breakfast there once. Uh, It was really good. The food was good. Yeah, it reminds me of somewhere like Mo. Mo, What was the other one? Movenia, Morini, Morovia. It's like it's like these weird little (laughs) clusters. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's Alhambra's a little bit of like something like that. But it was fun. I had a lot of fun there. So uh, thanks for going out Summerfest, Toyzilla. That's what I was doing. What did you guys do this weekend? Was that a lot of the? The gun store, the uh, soft, you know, the, 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 when people go, I don't know. This has nothing to do with guns, Robert. <laughs> but out, out in the parking lot, they've got a really good, you know, when you, what's it called? Soft? What's the, when you. Nerf. Go, nerf, not nerf. nerf. No, not nerf. They look like no, real guns, is... but you, they're like BBs and you, you, you. This is BBs? your imagination uh, run wild, it's dude. A, there's a word for it. Soft Minecraft, Something. soft version. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Airsoft. Air, there's there a great airsoft Cody, with the, Cody with the save, oh airsoft. There's, there's a good airsoft store in Alhambra. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I, I'll make sure I never go to it. Mar- <laughs> Marquia, what did you do this weekend? I literally had to look at my calendar to just be like, what did you do <laughs> this weekend? Um, a lot. A lot of RPG stuff. I did. Uh, finished a finale of um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit RPG nice. uh, this weekend. Really That's nice. That's cool. Did right? a couple of things here at Collider. Also, Were you a tune or a real person? Yes. I uh, invented my own tune, Carmody Kinnett. Uh, Carmody Kinnett. Kitty, now, this is a game a you can team. play? A video game? Well, no. It's like it's part of the lasers, laser and feelings um, system. And it's What the hell is the laser and feelings system? Um, it's kind of like... Uh, oh, all right. Well, a quick explanation of it is like uh, for, for in the concept of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Say you could be a Sherlock Holmes type or you could be a Philip Marlowe type. Okay. And then that's like... Uh, you know, two is a Philip Marlowe, you know, intuitive, wow, passion, action, you know, come here, baby. Right. <laughs> um, or, you know, you're a five minute Sherlock Holmes, a right. very compromise and a kind of a socially awkward, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, you pick your number, then you have to roll over or below it, depending on what your action is. Okay. I was a Philip Marlowe type. So Carmody Kitty was running around seducing people by sitting on their laps. <laughs> they um, getting petted exactly two times on their tummy. Right. You know, that kind of a thing. And, wow. and changing into numerous outfits and blowing up safes. It was a fun time. Sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I also went and saw The Incredibles 2. I don't know if uh, how many people out there saw The Incredibles 2. Did you guys get a chance to catch it this weekend? Not I yet. Haven't. I, I hear did. great things. I, it was, I went late last night because I was like, I have to see it. I, you know, waited 14 years. It is not escaping me. And luckily we made it. We went to a late show. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really, I really enjoyed myself. Does it beat the original? Not to me. I think The Incredibles yeah. is still, you know, 14 years ago, it still stands high as one of the greatest superhero family films ever made. So, and it still is. But The Incredibles 2 is a, is a worthy sequel, is what I would say to it. It's still a lot of fun. Has some story problems, but you never really... Uh, Jack-Jack is the one that steals. They're like he stole That's the first film when he just showed up. This has got a lot of Jack-Jack in it. So if you like Jack-Jack or that little short that they had with the babysitter... This is just more of that, but like extent the extended version of Jack Jack. Everything with Jack Jack in it is incredible. So yeah. go see the Incredibles too. Be one of the hundred and eighty million dollars of viewers. Incredible Astounding. amounts of money. We'll talk about that later. Whoever is like going to be like the show actually starts at seven minutes point one. Guess what? The show's starting now. Go ahead and type that in because <laughs> people don't care about the real life stuff that we do. Like the thing with Aquaman, it starts eleven minutes. Go ahead, type that in, buddy. Whoever you are. There we go. 
on to the first subject. <laughs> Aquamania is here. Check it out. Woo! Look yes. at these pictures. Finally. So, <clears throat> EW has released a slew of amazing photos. We finally saw Black Manta. Mm -hmm. We finally saw Orm check, hold, holding the crazy helmet himself. Yes. So, I mean, for me, that's what I was looking forward to. I want to see what Patrick Wilson is going to look like as Orm. And I thought they were going to hold that off. I'd be like, man, I'm not even going to see that until the movie. They're, those guys are going to savor that. They'll show us Black Manta, but they're not going to show us Orm. Bam, you got Orm in his crazy weird outfit. He looks literally like he's ripped from the comic book pages. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to say, I mean... Wasn't super excited for Waterman cut to like two years ago when I kept calling it Waterman. Slowly I started to be like, all right, I'll call it Aquaman. And now yeah. I'm like, Aquaman, come on, bring it <laughs> yes. on. Um, what do you think, Robert? I, I Like you, I was pretty excited. Like I, there, there are things about this movie that I, 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 I'm trying to wrap my head around. Like, is everyone's hair going to be like it's underwater all the time? Kind of. I, I, I mean, and how do they do that? You know, yeah. and, they're, and they're, the, whole, the whole thing about how people talk underwater, and James Wan said, on, I guess on Twitter, said, mm -hmm. yes, people will talk underwater. Yeah. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I, I, but are their voices going to be affected somewhat? Is there going to be some kind of... I just can't wait. Everything about this movie fascinates me, and I'm excited about it. I never thought, you know, especially after Entourage, if you've all lived through Entourage, <laughs> Aquaman was, an Aquaman film was a running joke through right. that, that series for a very long time. It finally got made in that series. It, fi yeah, it finally got made in that series, and now... We're actually getting a real Aquaman movie, and I, I, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. The one DC film that comes out this year is Aquaman, and it's at the very end of the year, so they made us wait all the way till the, literally like the last seven days of this year we get to see Aquaman. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely on board, but then I've been on board the entire time. That's right. I mean, Jason Momoa alone, ha, ha, ha. But no, with uh, everything that they're showing us with the pictures, I like, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Yahya Abdul-Marine mm -hmm. II. Uh, I like his, uh, his Black Manta helmet. I hope that when yeah. he's underwater, we get some red yeah. while he's looking around. And I hope that that happens. You know, um, with uh, Patrick Wilson as um, uh, Orm. Orm, as Orm, I like that. What I really hope Ocean that Master, Ocean is Master, his other name. Hey. Ocean Master, Ocean Master. Yeah. You know, I hope that you know we have Tula. You know, I hope the the drift is involved, and maybe like there's a little bit of a political aspect to it. Mm. What I really want is with um, with Orm is that I want them to tap into what we had, like, for instance, with Black Panther, with, like, Killmonger, and then also yeah. uh, with T'Challa. I want them to hit those dynamics. I want it to be that I feel for Orm. Because think about it. Um, humans are, we're not keeping up our half of the deal. Right. We're poisoning the planet, right. and they're the ones that are having to suffer from yeah. that. What is I the, kill us, water too. Water is, like, 75% of Earth. So it's like <laughs> how much plastic like have we dumped yeah. into it? Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a so quite a big percentage. I, I really want them to, you know, go, go full force with that. And I want to feel for Patrick Wilson. I don't want him to feel like a bad guy. I want him to feel like an antihero. But I'm, we'll I'm see. I'm with that. I want to see the, the world's political issues kind of absorbed a little bit with the water people. But people are like, yo, what's yeah. up with all this pollution, you know? And they just rise up and, like, we're not thinking about that. So hopefully there's, like, some giant sea monsters with, like, some Atlanteans riding them, sort of like Dune <laughs> with the riding those sandworms. Yes. I want to see that Toto score. Come on, James Wan. But you know what? 
Volko is somebody I'm interested in seeing. Willem Dafoe, mm. Mira, and as well, as well as Queen Atlanta, um, Nicole Kidman. She looks mm-hmm. great. Yeah, so I mean, those are some characters like Mira and Volko is cut out of Just League. So we know there were scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Juan is like, just use those scenes. He's not going to use them. I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> he's reshot, you know, not reshot, but he's, he's doing his own Aquaman. In fact, mm-hmm. all the suits look different. Everything looks, Atlantis looks different. It's James Wan's stamp on this film. So, I mean, what are you expecting now that James Wan actually said, check it, trailer, San Diego Comic-Con. So we've all been talking about, like, Hall H. Now that Marvel's like, look, we're going to get to sit this one out. We got X-58 or whatever, our new Disney, you know, our giant super convention where we're going to, like, unleash Phase 4 wherever all the sweaty's going to be like, yeah, let's go. that'll be a Marvel celebration. They're like, we're sitting this one out. Because what? Come on. Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out, like, a couple weeks before mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con. So it's, it's, it's like they don't have anything left. They're like... You know, they're like, we're not going to show you any Captain Marvel. Just relax. We're saving yeah. that for like Z fifty nine or whatever it's called. It's called D twenty three. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if that's the right term, Robert. But anyway, <laughs> um, anyway. So Aquaman is going to be at Hall H. What do you think, Hall H? What else are we going to see besides Aquaman full trailer? Oh, oh gosh, I don't know. Um, I because I know that uh, there's a number of um, companies that said that they're not showing anything, not just Marvel. Right. Um, we're just like, um, yeah, we're just going to sit back this year. So I actually like the fact that it can be very DC forward um, with Aquaman in general. But when you brought up like uh, James Wan with this, um, one of the pictures for Entertainment Weekly that just stands out from all the rest of them, and you have James Wan like doing the doing that director mm-hmm. pose with Volko um, and Mira and Aquaman, and just the way that the lighting is, and just like the set design on that particular, I'm like, yes, I'm getting Indiana Jones underwater mm-hmm. with some political conflict. Definitely. So all about that. But um, for other stuff at Hall H, I don't know. I'm just I'm Aquaman blind right now. I got the blindness on. Well, I'm, I'm Wonder Woman blind right now because I saw that footage of her running with, like, the weird, like, floaty cam. I was like, yo, that looks cool. Like, you know, obviously the behind-the-scenes footage is usually not as exciting, but we did see, like, some pictures of Shazam fighting Savini, like, with a bus, and he's getting thrown onto a car. That was like, all right, Shazam's got some fighting stuff, sort of Superman 2 style. I'm digging that. Then now you see Wonder Woman, like, a whole city's blown up. She's running. Maybe she's uh, somebody, one of the nerds online was like, she's chasing Cheetah. I would love that. I don't know if that's <laughs> really happening or if she's just running, like, in, like, you know, the No Man's Land sequence where she's running and blocking bullets. Who knows? But at least we're, we're seeing some cool stuff. So I'm hoping to see a teaser for Wonder Woman 84, Ooh. whatever it's finally called. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a teaser or even a full trailer for Shazam. I think that's going to knock it out of the park. You get Aquaman, you get Wonder Woman, and you get Shazam. Literally, we're going to see Aquaman in about six months, less than six months now. Yeah. Then those other two films are coming out pretty, pretty much next year. And then what else are we going to get? I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm feeling really confident, but they're going to say when the Batman is coming out. Matt Reeves is going to show up with whoever that new Batman is, whether it's Affleck, whether it's somebody else. You know, we don't know right now, mm-hmm. but they're going to announce it. They're going to put it on the dates, and they're going to rock it. They're going to lock down Superman. I think Henry Cavill is going to come out with Chris McQuarrie. I People are going to start freaking mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Like, Cavill's in the gym doing those crazy, like, this is my butt squats, if you see those pictures. He's like, <laughs> I'm getting my butt ready for this thing that might probably happen, sort of, kind of. Right. He's like, talk about that. You're not ready for these cakes yet. Yeah, that's right. He's, exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think, you know, I don't know if they're going to show up in their outfits or anything. They're not going to bust a Marvel like Loki or anything, which would be cool if they did. But um, so anyway, that's Hall H. We got Aquaman coming out. So... I think, uh, you know, is, is Aquaman, here's my final question about Aquaman, is Aquaman going to help heal the wounds that were inflicted on us by Justice League? That's is my feeling about it. It's like, I mean, it's still in, like, 
you know, post-traumatic stress disorder from seeing that movie and like, I don't ever want to see it again. I'm sort of like, damn, they ruined so many things. And, you know, Jay Oliver constantly be like, there was 99% of Snyder's cut was made. And it's like, this is stuff I knew already because it's like they screened it for Warner Brothers and they were like, it's too yeah. dark. We know this stuff. I mean, being in the industry, you know these things. Like you hear from people who work in the industry. So sometimes we're reporting stuff that we 100% know. And other times we're like, just like you, it's all conjecture. And like, well, what I think is, and we don't know. But that's one of those things that pretty... Uh, cocky about how sure I am about the 99%, i.e. 100% done and locked, though all of the animation and things that's true was like animatics. Stuff wasn't completed, and that's how a lot of films are made, where you, you can watch the entire film. Most animations, if you don't know, are done in storyboards. You can watch an entire animatic of the entire cartoon before it's ever animated even one frame of it. So it's like, those are the, the process of making movies and television cartoons. It's this very long and stretched out process so that Snyder had everything locked down and cut and showed them and they freaked out and that's when all the changes started happening, the reshooting, and then all of a sudden he was out and Whedon's in. Do you think Aquaman will do the service that it needs to do to help you know, I think Wonder Woman 84 is the one that's everyone's waiting for because mm. we got Wonder Woman and we love that. So we're sort of like, well, that's going to work. We're pretty sure that's going to work. How is Aquaman outside of Shazam? What do you think? Do you think that's going to help change the DC perspective for people? I think it can. I think it can in the same way that uh, Thor Ragnarok changed the perspective of Thor. Like with Marvel, where it's like it was so tonally different, but it was exactly what we needed to then be able to push that character forward and then to also um, that then inform that character for Infinity War and so on and so forth. I think that that's probably akin to what uh, Aquaman will be, where it will be just like this tonal shift. Um, Yes, it will be the grit that we're we're used to at DC, but I also think it'll be a nice concrete base to be able to build other things on. I love that comparison to Thor Ragnarok. I didn't even think about that, but it's like, if they do that, if they're able to, because Thor the Dark World was fun. I didn't hate it. A lot of people are like, it's horrible. It's not horrible. (laughs) There's a lot of movies I could list that are horrible and garbage. Not that that film is just fun. It's not great. It's not like, can't wait to, you know, see that again. It's not really on my top list of reviewing or seeing again, but it wasn't garbage or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Thor Ragnarok was a highly above amazing and totally different than Mm -hmm. all the, both other Thor movies, like in a different universe. So it's like, but amazing and fun and great. So what do you think, Robert? Well, I think that the, the, you hit the nail on the head. I'm curious what the tone of the whole movie is going to be. Like, I don't think it's going to be a, a laugh fest the way Ragnarok no, was. No, not at all. But is it going to be uh, a balls-to-the-wall fantasy? Is right. it going to have a Lord of the Rings bent to it? I mean, Lord of the Rings was not the apocalyptic end of the world. We have to get to Mordor or we're all screwed. But fantasy characters a fantasy world worlds we've never seen before like you said i want to see aquaman on a seahorse you yeah. know or mm-hmm. riding mantas with each leg or Giant whatever octopus yeah or, or leading a i tr- want to see the trench lead- yes yeah we're yes. gonna see the trench yes, we know we that we, we know, know that. the trenches in sea there. dragons Just, in the yeah trench. leading a charge of whales some big but i think that the actual tone of the film like it, is it raiders is it romancing the stone or is it a little darker because we know the character of Aquaman, but when he's around royalty, when he's around Orm, does he mm. talk like he talked to Bruce Wayne in Justice League, mm. or or is he more regal? Does he have a more regal tone? Like I when cer- he gets home, I certainly hope he drops that whole surfer. Whoa, dude, bro! I just want him to yeah. drop that. I mean, I hope that's not written into baked into his character because of Justice League. I'd like that to go away. I mean, I think that's that's going to be the key when we see the trailer. We'll know. 
We'll know the tone. It's going right. to sell us on the... And, and that's the thing I'm most curious about because it is, compared to Justice League or other DC films where, you know, Batman's in a city, this is just epic fantasy. Right. You know, it's, it's a whole different thing. And if you see it done and brought to life in grand fashion, which I think we will, suddenly you're going to be like, wow, I'm being transported. It'll be like Guardians of the Galaxy, the way it transported us yeah. to new worlds that were full of color and full of characters that we've never seen before uh, on screen. And, and all of it, like you like to say, the flavor of mm-hmm. it is going to be flavor we've never seen or felt or tasted. Underwater before. Raiders, sort of like a Pirates Raiders kind of comparison, because yeah. like, they're yes. on a quest, and that's what I, Juan has been saying. He mm-hmm. wants it, you know, for lack of a better word, swashbuckling flavor, you know, but it's like, I don't like that word, so I try not to use it. <laughs> but, uh, yarg, you know, that's what it reminds me of. Raiders is better. Let's move on to Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel is being primed to lead the future Avengers. We're hearing that Carol Danvers is going to be the most powerful Avenger once we get into Avengers Phase 4. Not even Phase 4, Avengers 4, because she's got her own movie coming out that takes place in 91. Then we're going to rock it into Avengers 4. Does that play, take place in 1991? Who knows? We know that time travel <laughs> is going to be involved in Avengers, and she could possibly lead the team. How do you think this is going to affect <clears throat> the continuation of the Avengers and all the Marvel characters for Phase 4 with Carol Danvers. Well, I mean, I really have liked... Like, I like her role in Civil War 2, you know? And I, I've been a fan of this character since we've talked about this Avengers Annual right. 10. I mean, she, she to me, is, is one of the cornerstone Marvel characters and has been for over the last 30 years. I mean, she's been brought more to the forefront lately. Um, but I think as far as the Avengers go, <clears throat> again, it's about tone for me. Like... I have no clue how it's going to feel. Like, Marvel movies have, have sort of established a feel to them, like an overall feel to the whole franchise, if you will. And, and I like that. But this film, it seems to me that they're going to be establishing a new tone. Mm-hmm. Is it, I mean, with that kind of power that she's wielding, uh, is it going to be more realistic, even though it's cosmic? Are they going to pull back from Guardians and pull back from Infinity War and ground it in the cosmic realm somehow like i don't know like you're bringing in the kree and the scroll or the kree skull kree scroll war is another cornerstone of the marvel universe that's had ramifications over the last 30 years right. and they're how are they going to touch on that you know how 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 are the scrolls going to look you well, know they better have those weird ribbed chins that's all i could say yeah well now they got that with thanos i mean <laughs> I, I really i'm really curious and I, I can't wait again to see a trailer so we get a, a, a the taste right. of what what flavor this movie is going to be yeah, I feel I like the Captain Marvel, like you said, the Kree Skrull War. I feel like Captain Marvel is going to cover the Kree Skrull War, and we don't know what other Avengers could be popping up or showing up, yeah. or who's going to show up in 1991. Obviously, no Avengers or not any of the normal characters. We know some of the Shield people are going to be involved in whatever the Earth portion is. What do you think? Yeah, I think. Um, well, besides being extremely excited for this on a on a number of levels, yeah. um, for one, I think it's at just the right time with it because when you think about like the MCU as it goes to this point, it has steadily been getting bigger and bigger, and it gets to a certain point where you have to either take this into outer space or you're going to have to draw way back yeah. with it. So um, with this, I want cosmic, I want Kree, scroll, you know, giant galactic, but then I also want um, the intrigue that you'll have with like having uh, Gemma Chan as, um, you know, Minerva. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that. I want um, Jude Law with, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want it to be set in, like, stonewashed jeans and Guns and Roses shirts with, with for it to, you know, <laughs> sure. for it to kick off like. Um, I like that they're going to basically period piece um, this epic start. I also like the idea of us 
interacting with Nick Fury before he even knew that the hero thing was like a real thing or that he could even trust him. Because right. when you think about it, when you know Nick Fury, we see him at the end of Iron Man in 2008, he's incredibly on board with this dude that just made this power suit, right. you know, and uh, is a billionaire playboy. Right. And the Avenger like, Initiative. Yeah, no ass. Ex- the Avenger Initiative. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, what kind of relationship was established with him and Captain Marvel for him to be that cool of a dude to talk the government into having this, like, secret operations and then bringing together the Avengers in the first place? Well, it's crazy because, I mean, I feel like what you're saying is, like, uh, alluding to perhaps Captain Marvel helps jumpstart the Avenger Initiative. Exactly. Like, after he after all this crazy stuff we don't know if fury's out there in space with her that's how he loses his eye fighting a scroll we don't know what's gonna happen so mm-hmm. i mean this could be the, the the thing that actually gets that whole thing going maybe yeah. he's like that's a good idea at the end of the movie who knows and do they talk in the film i mean does captain marvel's involvement do we get into the fact that the different realms like asgard exists you know and, right. and, and mm-hmm. earth is midgard and, and and are we going to see is this how fury found out about all of this like did he really know that asgard existed did was there more of a connection to the cosmic realm on Earth than we even know now? Right? Yeah, does that, he lose his eye to a scroll? And then yeah. that was that whole, you know, I mean, I, I, And I think, you know, it, 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 it again goes to the planning of Kevin Feige and the team at Marvel Studios because they've already figured this out. Like, yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they're playing this so, so well. I mean, I've said this on the show a million times, how much I admire what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very curious to see, clearly, whatever happens in Captain Marvel is going to lead directly in to Avengers 4, whatever sure. it's called. Directly. And 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 I, I think we're going to see someone's going to get dusted at the end of Ant-Man. I'm sure of it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know for Could a fact. Could be end credits dusted. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. There's <laughs> something going to be something like that. that's going to lead. Right. I mean, the charge, the way they led up to Infinity War and then this, this year between films, they're playing it. They're playing us all like the Stradivarius... Oh, violins yeah. that we are. I yeah. mean, just play me. I want yeah. to see more of it. I'll We're be getting, your fiddle. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. wait. And I, I think whatever they're doing, it's going to be spectacular. I want to see some Eternals introduced in 1991. I want to see those <laughs> chess pieces set up. Um, they also announced Pinar to- uh, Toprock is the first female musical composer for any of these Marvel films, which I think mm-hmm. is great. Um, I haven't heard any of her stuff before. Have you, are you guys familiar mm-hmm. with her I'm stuff? I'm not familiar. Uh, Roka, do you know what she's done? She does Krypton, bro. She does the opening theme for Krypton. Wow. Oh, All right. Well, excellent. Oh, hey, love her for that. I love Krypton. You did a fantastic job. I think if you haven't checked out Krypton, I'm a supporter of that brand new season, that series. They're getting into season two. It's not too late to check out, uh, you know, Superman's grandpa back on Krypton. (laughs) It's actually really fun, and I'm not leading you down the road for no reason. You should check it out. Don't, Don't read any spoilers about it. Just... Check out Krypton. That's all I can really and say. And check out Fortnite because also, yeah, well, also Fortnite's fun. a whole other crazy <laughs> game. Like I saw all these people dress up. E3 was fantastic. We'll get into E3 in a minute. Let's. Yeah. Uh, Brie Larson's also a super talented Oscar-winning actress. Are we going to see that let loose in this film? I mean, obviously they got this directing team, uh, you know, to do this film. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw. I believe they made Mississippi Grind. I'm pretty sure. Didn't see that. Roka, is that right? Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi Grind is a cool movie. I saw it. Uh, it's fun. It's totally not like they're the people who do Cat Marvel. It's not like so why they're involved in it is like maybe they had their own pitch, maybe their agent set them up, and they just killed it with like their presentation, their angle on making Captain Marvel. 
But part of me is like their angle was highlighting Brie Larson as an actress because she's an incredible actress. Like if you haven't seen her other films, check them out. But she really she deserved that Oscar, not just just for Room, but also for um, what was that number twenty four? What was the film that she uh, about her with the kids? Do you remember? Okay. Short term 12, Cody with the answer. Schmo to future, Schmo down champion. <laughs> Cody with the answer, short term 12. That's why I don't rock the Schmo down. My memory, short term, you know what I'm saying? So once we're out from under the Disney Fox deal, what do you think we can expect for phase four announcements? Once, once this whole Comcast Disney madness is all settled, mm-hmm. everybody's friends, what do you think the shakeout is going to be? Fantastic Four X-Men coming back. What do you think, Robert? Well, I, I, look, I think that now it's really in flux. And there's even talk that if, if Comcast does buy Fox, that they might even be able to acquire Marvel, mm-hmm. the, the Fantastic Four and X-Men, away from that right. deal. Because why would, why would they want to start competing <laughs> with the Marvel films? Right. Um, but I do think, look, Fantastic Four and X-Men need to be a part of... It, they're a glaring omission from the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as right. it exists now. Mm-hmm. They're such core characters to the MCU that... I mean, we need to get them at some point. Right. You know, there needs to be, because that's what you're thinking all the time is, well, why aren't they there? And the Fantastic Four would be, uh, to me, that would be the crown jewel to get back into the fold because, look, it's a family at, at its core. It's a family film. It, it's a new dynamic we really haven't seen in Marvel Cinematic Universe films yet. I mean, we see fractured families. Right. But let's see a family together, you know, and, and even though... They're not all siblings, you know. It's it's Reed and Sue are are they're basically the parents of the entire Marvel universe. So let's get them back. I would like yeah. to see that. But you, you want the first family back? The first no, family. I, no, I get it. I get it, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. Well, we know we have um, the the usual suspects: Spider Man, Homecoming two. That that's supposed to take place like practically immediately after you know Avengers four. Obviously, Black Panther two, and so on and so forth with uh, the sequels. Guardians three. Yeah. Guardians three. We know that we so have we know, that we volume three. We know we know that we definitely have these. I I don't see why. Um, this deal being in flux has to really change anything because when you think about it, um, when the writing team was doing, you know, before, um, what is it, Captain America 3 was what? Uh, they we're going to were... talk about that in a minute. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, their original plan didn't go through and then Civil right. War happened. So, awesomeness. Uh, so, I don't see any reason why they couldn't be writing, I don't know, Spider-Man Homecoming 2 or just like do changes where it's like, oh, on the post-credits we're going to have Doom come in. Right. Because, you know what, guess that that went through. Or so, they do the, the reveal of the Stark Avengers Towers now, the Baxter yeah. Building. Or Black Those, Panther 2, they right. have Doom or, come in at the yeah. end. Those yeah. kinds of things are really easy and good to do. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have months before even Captain Marvel comes out. So, there's ways that they could do, I mean, they're going to do reshoots for Avengers 4 which we're going to get into I mean like Brolin was like I'll be you know you could they could bring me back let me be you know I want to be in the Eternals he's like you know everybody wants to be in the Eternals (laughs) now everyone's like what is the Eternals now everybody wants to be in the Eternals (laughs) well I do think though in phase four I I do think we're going to get a fourth Thor Mm -hmm. film I think Mm -hmm. that's almost assured I hope so I I, I think Captain America's done with um with with Evans I think maybe Bucky's going to step up to the plate yeah but I do think we will get another Captain America film in some iteration, but I agree mm. with you. I think probably, I think Captain America is going to make the ultimate sacrifice. But they'll bring back, yeah, and we'll have because hey, look, the great thing that Marvel has done is everyone loves the secondary characters in these movies. Right. I mean, we love Sebastian Stan. We, you know, we love Don Cheadle. We love these characters. So I believe that they could step up into a film and lead that film, and it would still be a, a hit. 
You know, and I, I think that's something that Marvel, they haven't shown that yet. But I think that one of the great strengths of those films is all the supporting characters are also just as beloved. I mean, right. I'd love to see an Idris Elba Humanol <laughs> movie oh, come back, you know, and have yeah. do that as a full film. I sure. mean, I'd watch um, that. They could do that. They could. Um, what was that storyline? Um, not Young Gods. I think it was Young Gods, um, where it was like a scavenger hunt where Heimdall has to um, put together the best of us. Yeah. You know, come so, on. I mean, who wouldn't watch Idris Elba leading off a Marvel Cinematic Universe film? Yeah, I mean spoilers for Infinity War, guys. But you know, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I would sure. You know, he's real, he's speaking real of secondary dead. characters, we get Ant Man coming out in about two weeks, and who would have thought Ant Man the first one would have made all that money and been that great? I did because I love that character, but I didn't expect any of these characters. Doctor Strange, we have we're gonna get a Doctor Strange two, we're gonna get Black Panther two, we've got an Ant Man two coming out, and Ant Man and the Wasp. It's crazy. That's the kind of world we live in. A fun and exciting world for all of us. You know, us sweaties who love these kinds of films. That's kind of a great thing to have is like we have a a nonstop inundation. Even Lucifer got renewed, for Christ's sake. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like Netflix is like, yeah, all right, season four. All the the people are crying about that. Now you got that season four. So I think they might do a villain fronted film as well. I Be- want it. You know, if Venom does well, bring on the yeah. bad guys. That's what I they mean. Mr. Sinister film. Let's right? just do this. Oh, already. that would be. Well, they've been I trying know. to get, get that Doctor Doom movie, but that's yeah. in, still in the weird Fox universe. Bring Noah Hawley over and be like, integrate that in. Bring Chew Tell Edge yeah. for, man. I'd watch a Mordo movie. Come yeah. on. Oh, well, he makes not? a great villain. Too. Yeah, I love he him. Really he was awesome in, in Serenity. Yes. Yes. So yes, he, he we was. know what kind of a yes, villain he, he could be because we've seen him be like one of the ultimate bad guys in Serenity. Yeah. Um, so we didn't answer the question. Directors, why do you think they picked those directors? I know you didn't see the film, but it, like, why do you think they? It's harder for you to answer because you didn't see the film, mm-hmm. but you know Brie Larson's talent and range. Do you think that they're going to try to take advantage of that with Captain Marvel? What do you think, Mark? Uh, well, like I said, well, haven't seen Mississippi Grind, but. Um, I trust uh, Kevin Feige. <laughs> I definitely trust at this point for mm-hmm. whatever pitch that they had, whatever angle that they had, whatever Brie Larson saw in the script. Um, this is a very important movie for Marvel in general. It's the first female-led, um, you know, and she is extremely powerful. She's the uh, she's the superhero that we need right now, especially post-Thanos, right. post-Infinity War, um, pre-Eternals. Right. You know, she fits that niche. So what? Ever that pitch was, it was tone perfect for them, which means that it's going to be tone perfect for me. So um, they've they've more than won my my trust on yeah. whatever courageous thing they do. I was so happy with that casting when they finally announced Brie Larson. I was just like, my God, is this real? Because she's such a good actress. What do you think, Robert? Well, I, look, Feige has done a great job in, in picking directors, not necessarily based on he he can look at material and go, okay, well, this material is what it is. Like, James Gunn had directed two, basically $3 million movies in Super and then in um, uh, uh, Slither. Slither. So he looks at those, and this is what a lot of people can't. They they look at box office. They don't look at the actual material and go, I see something. Well, Feige looks at material. So Mississippi Grind, I've only seen the trailer for it, but Gerard, uh, I mean, um, uh, the two actors that are in it. Mendelssohn. Men- oh, that's right, Ben Mendelssohn. Ben, ben Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn. Mm-hmm. And it's that gambling. I'm sure that you, he watched that movie and thought, or the Marvel team said these guys there's something really great the way they handled these two actors their interplay that's what they're looking for and look directors get the material they're given i'm sorry was it it's mendelson and who was the second guy it wasn't gosling it was uh for a mississippi Mississippi grind grind. 
Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Cody for the he's, win. He's in Schmo- everything. Future so, Schmodown champion, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, and they, they look at, like, Brian Singer was picked to direct X-Men because of the ensemble work he got out of his cast in Usual Suspects. Right. So if you, you've got these directors that have done... Maybe the movie didn't set the world on fire, but that doesn't mean their work in the movie wasn't terrific. And that's what that's what they're looking for. Yeah. And so I think that they probably did a fantastic job. That coupled with, I'll bet it was Feige who even saw Mississippi Grind and said, you know what, let's go after these people. Mm-hmm. The yeah, same let's, way, let's have yeah. a meeting. I mean, because that's the thing is, like, you meet with tons of different writers and directors, and I mean, Marvel has their own camp of writers where you like go and like sleep there and be like, come up with stories. And, and, you know, like <laughs> the people who come up with good stories are like, all right, we're going to team you with these other people. So mm-hmm. they have a process, and I think they also have a process for getting directors of like s- severe talent and note to come on board. So. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing with Captain Marvel. I yeah. feel like it's going to be a special film. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I hope. And being a, a over forty year old white man, Bree, <laughs> I feel like my opinion does hold some kind of merit talking at least about Captain Marvel. Well, you know what? It's like oh, I, wanted so to, I wanted to take a little snap <laughs> of that because look, I read that I read that, and I was like, of uh, being a white dude in his over forty, I was like. Yo, I can have my opinion, but I totally see where she's coming from. It's about representation and letting people of color have their representation and having their ability to see that. I mean, me and you totally disagreed about Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah. We and totally disagree with that. we're still pals and friends. But exactly. I think that having an open discourse about it, I'm, not I'm speaking, wearing a Wrinkle in Time bracelet right now. That's what I'm talking about. You yeah. can have an open discourse and talk about things. That's what I think that's what her point was. Mm. It came up, for all you older white dudes, don't get all upset and start being crybaby about it. You just have to accept it and be like, cool, she's trying to say something forever everybody and sometimes you get put a spotlight on and be like what's up and you're like yo that's painful all right i get it though you know you need to get woken up sometimes like to be woke you're right you like to get woken up you know i like coffee baby so let's get into minor mutations yeah <laughs> warner brothers is releasing a brand new flavory thing coming up warner brothers is releasing wonder woman 84 that's right <laughs> ww84 we got some pictures we got you know the guy who's supposed to be dead that we all got teary-eyed over that scene well guess what he's some kind of a ghost mirage he's a clone maybe it's really him is it a god and pretending to be he's Steve rocking Trevor? that members only jacket that's what i'm saying yeah. it's 80s style so i you know whether the ghost is 80s I, it's got me tripping out they got a couple other pictures let's see that beautiful golden picture of gal gadot as wonder Woman. that's such a cool photo that's the mm-hmm. kind of like cool pre-release photo that you want to see like the steve trevor one is like a yeah, dude in a members only jacket i want to see that i want to see that because <laughs> That's Wonder Woman. In like, she tweeted herself. Good. Yeah. Thank you, gal. Because that's like, yo, the, uh, the picture that was released is her looking at a bunch of TV screens. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. They're establishing, look at all the 80s things that are going on. But yeah, not that television. are really bending into the whole 1984, you mm-hmm. know, George you know, Orwellian George yes. I mean, 1984 type of thing, which, I mean, thinking about that particular year, I mean, they have the, what, Cold War conflict still, like on the aftermath of that. Sure. Another, what, two years, you get Watchmen coming See, out. I know you weren't even born yet, but me and Robert were like totally experiencing life. What's <laughs> up? Well, you know, it's, tell, it's, it's very, tell me about the 80s, very, guys. No. What, what, tell me about, about the 80s. We'll tell you about the 80s, little girl. Was it so yeah. cool? It was it was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know Human what? League, what's up, baby? <laughs> Human League, come on, Gary Newman, what's up, cars? What's I had up? I had this this fantasy about what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Cheetah and Wonder Woman fighting as the the moon rose behind them, and and, and Duran Duran's New Moon on Monday That's was right. playing. Uh. Well, somebody actually tweeted me a cover of the Perez run on Wonder Woman. Ooh. There is a and it must have been what I was thinking. I was thinking about a cover. There is a cover where a silhouetted Wonder Woman cheetah are going at each other as the moon is rising. Mm-hmm. And you were the- probably listening to Duran Duran. You're like, oh, yes, I'm reading it. I'm like, that's this is good. I-, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to hear the, the musical identity of this movie. 
could be epic. Adam Ant. But then I started going Adam off. and the Ants. But you can't <laughs> use music. Here's the thing, filmmakers. You can't use music that's already been used effectively or, like, for instance, you can't use Bauhaus's Bella Lugosi right. stand in any other movie because nope. The Hunger already did The Hunger did it. took that. The Hunger took it. And so you can't use... And so everyone's, like, tweeting, what if this song's in there? I'm like, no, because I was using this movie. Hey, guess what? The guest got Love and Rockets. I mean, I, said, I mean, the, you know, I'm going... That's a deep cut. Look it up. But anyway, I'm saying, like, there's movies where, like, no, I'm taking this movie. I'm taking this movie. And some some movies just, like, you know, The Rolling Stones, Painted Black, has been, like, 6,000 movies. I don't ever want to hear that in another movie. But if I do hear it in another movie, I'd be like, all right, they're just trying well, to... Well, that's when you get guns yeah. and Roses to uh, to uh, to do it, you know, and uh, interview with that vampire. Right. <laughs> well, um, what do you think? But talking about Steve Trevor, <laughs> well, that this was Steve that, Trevor. Right. Steve Trevor. Right. Um, I'm not on board with having him back from the dead, kind of a thing, mm-hmm. because um, I'm I'm really all about. Oh, that sacrifice was great. That sacrifice was exactly what needed to happen. And you know what? Sometimes things end, and it's really sad. But that's so other things can begin. So then, you know, be happy. Be happy about that. But to have it this way, I understand why they're doing that because it's like oh this was the true love of you know wonder woman of diana so we're gonna like really bring this home and somehow bring him back from the dead because i think if it's like a ghost-like thing he would be wearing what he was wearing before you don't picture them in like clothes that they would wear during that era so i mean i they didn't necessarily have to have a new love interest for her but i'm okay with letting him letting him die unless of course it was one of the gods of Olympus that intervened. That that mm. Steve Trevor's sacrifice at the end of spoiler alert at the end of Wonder Woman right. was viewed as some like Steve Trevor wasn't supposed to die, and maybe because Ares did this, that one of the other gods of Olympus plucked him away from that exploding plane because he had done something worthy, and maybe he's been with the gods this whole time, like Aphrodite. Who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, because of the I power of love. That could be not. cool, though. <laughs> Now we're entering Clash of the Titans territory where stuff's too corny. My scrying pool. But it's how they do it. It's how they do it. It's how they do it. I know it's how they do it. They better not do that. That's all I can say. It's like I'm all angry about it now. They might do it. You know, but yeah, come on. When you first saw that picture, weren't you like, come on, man, this isn't Yoda. I mean, it's like, don't people stay dead ever? No, it's like, well, except in real life. Yeah. We all get to But the thing is, you know, maybe like, Steve Trevor didn't die in that explosion. Maybe he I was know. Never dead. We all have to he think gets about right. locked away by one of the gods because he made a worthy sacrifice. I'd like of to himself. plug right. away at that screenwriter who He's put like, him back in. They Obi were just like Steve Chris Kenobi. Kenobi. Yeah. No, because he never died. He's yeah. been in, you know. <laughs> Look, I'm going to hate on it. I'm just going to hate on the idea right now. I'm, I'm just going to hate on we'll, it. We'll see what they come up I know. With. When the trailer comes out, I, I hear more. But just when I saw that picture, I was got sour. I was like, really? Like, all those false emotions that I have now when I felt when I was watching Wonder Woman, I see it again, I'm going to be like, eh, it doesn't even matter. It's meaningless. Aww. Like, all the emotions, that cool buildup where they couldn't hear each other talk, and then they showed what they said, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm feeling emotional. Yeah. Lies! It was meaningless. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully there's a cool reason that Steve Trevor is wearing a members-only jacket, because there better be. Because one of the gods of Olympus saved his life. I know. And it better <laughs> not why. be like, I'm, I'm using the casing of Steve Trevor. My name is Simulox. It better oh. not be some bullshit oh, like that. <laughs> so anyway, guess what's coming out in a couple weeks? Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're saying it's going to make $75 million opening weekend. <clears throat> it's pretty good. I think it made sixty-five million. The first one made sixty-five mm-hmm. million. Everybody thought the first one was going to fail. Do you remember? Like, yeah. Look, Edgar Wright laughed, and we we're like, "What's going on with this Ant Man thing?" We love Ant Man, but we're like, even when they said Ant Man, they're like, "Well, you got to have someone like Edgar Wright behind it because it's Ant Man. No one's going to go see a movie, you know, about a tiny dude. Like, I'm writing ants, unless Ant- unless Edgar Wright is adding some cool flavor to it. 
along comes Peyton Reed and kills it. He does, you know, a lot of people didn't know what a sweaty Peyton Reed is, mm -hmm. trying to kick off the Fantastic Four all those years back. That's why I think he's going to slip in and do the Fantastic Four movie. That's what I'm hoping, is they're like, look, why don't you step on over here, son? Fantastic Four. He'd be perfect to direct it. Anyway, Ant-Man, here he's got his second movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, all these trailers, throwing giant salt shakers and Hello Kitties, all this kind of stuff. I think it looks fantastic. I think it's going to make more than $75 million. I'm, th I'm already, like, at 100-plus. That's my feeling about it. What do you think, Marquia? I think $75 million is a really good, solid number for this. I mean, keeping in mind, it's the first Marvel movie to come out after Infinity War. It's going to give us our next peek at what, you know, Infinity, uh, Infinity War 2, of what um, Avengers 4 will be. You can will, call it that. You might Infinity as well. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah so it it give us that, that bridge and that connection. You know, add to that, you have um, Evangeline Lilly in there as the Wasp. Killing and it. Just completely killing it. Um, anybody who loves my, uh, Michael Pena, will be back yep. <laughs> and then just uh, anybody who just really enjoys Paul Rudd movies so you have this rom-com buddy cop thing that's a bridge yeah 75 million easy yeah that's that's easy that's like just done all the yeah. all those people the critics are like 75 million because they've been wrong so many times over the last year they're like mm -hmm. we predict uh, sorry your predictions are oh, oh in the garbage we predict yeah let's just keep you know so <laughs> now it's sort of like when you hear these predictions you might as well just guess on your own like tell us what you think because you could be right too like that's why I'm saying over 100 million. What do you think, Robert? Absolutely over 100 million. I mean, you've got, first of all, you've got the, the uh, Infinity War is still earning. It just passed the $2 billion mark. Right. It just beat Titanic for domestic box office. Right. I mean, people are still, and you know what? I love Titanic. I don't care what anybody says. It's a great, great, great. Are you saying anything about Titanic? Um, it's fun. I, I'm saying it. I love oh, okay. Titanic. Because <laughs> uh, uh, my heart will go on. And I, I think that Ant Man, everyone wants to go see it. Because, one, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp, and the first Ant-Man, the people that didn't see it have caught up with it and realized how much fun that movie yeah, really totally. is. It's a family film. The first Ant-Man was a family film. I mean, a movie that has a climax in a, in a little girl's bedroom on her toy train set. Amazing. Inspired, incredible. Yeah. That's the way to make that movie. And it's going to be fun. People just want to have fun. That movie looks so much fun. Who doesn't want to see it? I want to see... I, I, I know they're going to... They're not not going to do this, but I'm already... I'm waiting for the Edward Pena storytelling where uh, you yes. hear his voice, but it's all these other people. Yeah. You know it's in there. Yeah, I want to hear I, what Cousin Ignacio has been up to. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. I, I'm like... That's a, I, I got to be honest. That's the scene that I'm looking most forward to, and I'm greedy. I want two of them because <laughs> they gave us two in the first right. one. So why yeah. can't we get that two times? Come on, Peyton. Get, don't let Feige cut it out. He's, mm -hmm. he's like, well, that maybe he's got to go. He's not going to do that. Maybe that's how the movie even opens. Oh my Instead god! Instead of like, a, a, you know, that's how the, it brings you up. Oh, to speed. that would be so Since good. the last time, you yeah. Know, and, <laughs> and then and then there's uh, Scott Lang's dirty van <laughs> that right? comes in. Right. <laughs> Come on! Now I'm really excited. We got to see this. Well, we only have to wait another couple weeks. So Jason Todd. Check it out. He's on set for Titans, the series. Jason Todd, that's right. Are they going to get into this whole Red Hood thing, or is it just going to simply be he's the new Robin? Because we know that there's Robin in Titans. I don't know if that transformation from, from Robin to Nightwing is going to happen in that first se first season. What do you think, Robert? Uh, I, I, you know, probably not, or maybe that's what happens at the end of the first season. Mm -hmm. I mean, look. I want to see the Perez Nightwing costume so bad on screen. I so want to see that. Probably won't get it because it's a little dated now. Even I admit that. But I do think that we're going to watch that transformation. And maybe, I mean, if Jason Todd's in the film and there's the handoff, that right. would be interesting. I'd like to see that. I mean, that's, that's dramatic. You know what? I think because it's episode nine. 
it's a later episode in the Teen Titans run. I think he's going to be Robin throughout this whole thing. They've already so established too. Gotham is going to play a part. You're going to see the bat signal. Now you're going to see the new Robin. And he might have a different outfit. He might have a, you know, that kind of the Robin outfit that he was, you know, that they updated a little bit. But that's kind of the one that he's wearing now in Titans. So I would think, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, I just sold a dude, one of my Teen Titans, number 44, CGC 9.8, baby. That's right. I got a couple of them. So anyway, I know what that costume looks like. So I think they're going to use that costume. I think they're going to use that costume design because they got to start from zero to get to 100. Why not go with the original outfit? It doesn't look that bad once they make it look hey man i love it yeah i think it's gonna look cool what do you think is yeah. it jason uh, todd red hood what do you think i'm i'm okay with patience i'm okay with patience we can let a character breathe for totally. a little bit let let him breathe as is before we get into nightwing or red hood or anything just let let us get to know um this character in this rendition before we're like jumping off to the races it's right. like when um uh was it the Spider-Man, like um, Homecoming came out, and everybody was like, Miles? Where's Miles? Is there going to be Miles? And then they gave you a little hint of Miles. Be like, okay, now right. let's back off. Just, like, chill for a sec. <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. W- just wait. You yeah, know, it's like, it's coming. Many it's coming. films to it's come. We're, we're all hoping, though, but I think that, that desire to have all, everything crammed in is mm. because we're still suffering from, like, the 15 years ago syndrome where you're like, mm-hmm. have one move and be like, we're going to wait about four or five years and see what happens. You're like, come on, you just started. And then the actors all change, everybody's different. And so it's like when you wait three or four years to get a sequel, then the second movie comes out and you're like, yeah, there's no way there's going to be a third movie with those same actors. You know what I mean? You're like talking mm-hmm. about a trilogy that takes 10 years. Now we're getting, like, 10 episodes in one year. So, I mean, I feel like the way you're right. I can wait. I want to see those stories. I want to see Brother Blood. I want to see a bunch of yeah. the Marvel. Marv Wolfman, George Perez, Teen Titans, as done through this newer lens. I think it's a cool idea. I, I can't wait to see what they do. I don't know how much longer we're going to have to wait. Maybe in Hall H they're going to tell us when this streaming service is going to be announced. Um, you know, though, mm. also, it sounds like they're already packing. We know we get, we're getting Hawk and Dove. Right. We know we're getting the Doom Patrol. Yep. And, like, yeah. it, and it's, there's a lot there. Yes. And I, I hope it's not overstuffed. You know, I, I like you said, mm-hmm. patience. Let's yeah. let's let's make it unfurl and 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 I mean, I remember the act of reading those comics. It dragged you along, and I was I was so immersed when I first read that first run because I had not read it, and it was it was given to me all the way up to the end of the Judas contract, sure. mm-hmm. and I read it all in one shot. I was so was, shocked with that girl Tara. Oh, that was a that was the most startling thing, and yeah. I couldn't believe it. That was the yeah. first time in my young life. I felt so betrayed by a fictional Super character. Super betrayal. Yeah. Like, How could this happen to me? Uh, yeah, no spoilers. Or, you know, just read the comics. You can't go wrong reading that original run of Teen Titans, Marvel Wolfman, George Perez. I want to mention a little shout-out. I didn't have it in my notes, but uh, Cloak and Dagger, I think they're doing a good job. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the I'm episodes. Not yeah, I'm All doing right. a marathon of it. Uh, I dug it. I watched the first two, and I actually really liked it. I was kind of on the fence. I was like, I wonder how soft cw it's going to be and it was it was actually a cool a cool mixture of a bunch of different things it's Mm -hmm. not overdose superheroes but i didn't mind that i actually like the development that i saw so far with both characters and the storyline how it's moving forward check out cloak and dagger it's on freeform i don't even know what the hell that is it's some version of abc what is it roca right abc family that's called freeform that reminds me of color forms they just like stick it on like hey free form whatever like just you can watch it it's on streaming it's on hulu color that's how forms. i watch people it. are like on google right now right what well, is color forms look it up all right legion season two it's ended i haven't i haven't seen the ending yet everybody's telling me it's trippy guess what the entire series is trippy so um we're hearing that they've got a season three i'm so happy that this bizarre insane strange 
prisoner-esque, Twin Peaks, bizarro, super cool, fantastical, surreal, psychological series is continuing on. Have you guys been able to watch it yet? Have you, are you caught up? Have you yep. seen all of it? Yeah. Tell us yep. without any spoilers, yeah. Robert, uh, how uh, great season two is. <laughs> season two is, I can't believe, I, I, I've actually gone back and watched the whole season two again mm-hmm. because it's so great. I think it's so great. It's but like, like, like what you just mentioned, a lot of people have never felt the joy of watching The Prisoner. Mm-hmm. And the thing, about, the thing about The Prisoner is, without spoiling it, when you get to the end, the end was not satisfying. Of the original prisoner right. back in the 1969. Number nine. Number Whereas, yeah. and this show, I feel like, even though it's it's more trippy than the prisoner, they know where they're going. I feel, and especially the end of season two, I thoroughly enjoyed it immensely. Okay. I don't want to say anything. Don't because, no, please yeah, don't. No, it, please don't, don't make don't. us kill you, Robert. Yeah, I, don't I just, say anything, I, I just feel like it's a very sad. Unlike the Twin Peaks reboot, and right. unlike you can't. There, there's a philosophy. Like Videodrome. Sure. Videodrome has a philosophy which made it dangerous. This show, I feel like I'm, I'm experiencing something that the creators have with in great intent. They've made it with great intent, and I feel it. Excellent. And that's what okay. makes it great to me. That's I'm what very happy to hear about. that because I've loved it so far. And if you haven't seen Legion yet, season one, it just keeps getting ratchets up and gets crazier and crazier. And then you're like, wow, what an amazing finish. I can't wait to see season two. Season two is in the same way, mm-hmm. ratcheting up in a different direction. Yes. Though, yeah. where I'm like, without any, I can't talk about it without doing spoilers. So we'll talk about it. After. I, I just so. wish that we could somehow tie what's going on in this show into the wider X-Men universe. I do not want them connected no, at no, all. No, no, no. I don't no, want them connected. No, no. That, no, I unwish no. that. No. I unwish your wish. TV is TV, no. film is no, film. No, no, I understand. That's but, but the ramifications no. of the Shadow King, and I, here's what I mean. Wolverine no. Origins, you want that shit tied in? No. No. I, no. no. Why does it always what immediately I mean, go we, the Wolverine Origins? Leaving that in, no. <laughs> I, would like, I would like to see though a villain that's operating the way the Shadow King is operating in this show in a cinematic format of some kind. I agree. I, w- I agree with okay. you. You want you want that depth of exploration. Well, keeping in yes. mind, like with Legion, you get that time. You have hours. It's true with these characters. I want TV. It needs to stay different. I, I just. Oh, I, I don't mean to look. I, I, but I, I I think that the the way to do new villains, the way to have the villainy and the stuff that's going on, the psychological aspects of this, mm. could be in a comic book film. And I think yes, we need the development time, but it's comic book villains are becoming tired because mm-hmm. they only really want one thing. It's like you're bent on world domination or taking over something. But what if you had somebody who just wants to destroy your psyche? You know, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to or do one that. Or one of the greatest villains in the Avengers was Zemo. Right. He just wanted to tear them apart. Yeah. And it was just revenge for them murdering his family. I thought that was like a lot of that people complained about, oh, he's not a strong villain. I love that too. Like, he's a bad villain. I was like, I think you're so wrong. I think he's one of the greatest Marvel villains ever because he's a man. He's not super powered. And he tore that team apart. He, he ripped he, them apart. He, he succeeded. succeeded. He's successful. Yeah. He's successful. He's the greatest super villain in Marvel history. Suck it. Anyway, Hulk. Well, Thanos might have something to Thanos say. Thanos, yeah, and I'm then just, Killmonger. I, I'm just yeah. having fun. I'm just like, I'm, yeah. you know, obviously Thanos is the greatest villain. I'm just saying, like, revisit Zemo and watch what he actually really did and then tell me he's not one of the greatest supervillains. And he's not weak, He's not a weak supervillain. He's just lucky T'Challa got his kingdom back, you know, his thought process Whoa. back before you. Like, he's the one who's like, I'm not going to kill you. you that was an saying? arc for T'Challa. Yeah, T'Challa had his arc throughout that entire film. That movie is amazing. We're going to get into that Civil War thing in a second. Hulk. Let's talk about the Hulk. He's mm-hmm. wearing some kind of pajamas. Look at this, this leak pajamas. for Avengers 4. He's got some blue pajamas on. Um, 
you know, so Cine Europe, they're like talking about there's some clips or some footage of him wearing some like more advanced, mm -hmm. like a uh, Hulkbuster type of armor, but it's more almost like in Sakar where he's got like some, you know, warrior armor, but it's mm -hmm. like Iron Man styled or whatever. That leads me to believe we're getting that smart Hulk that we've been talking about. I don't want a professor fix He looks it. like Ruffalo, <laughs> more like Ruffalo. You're right. He's, image. Yeah, he's not like, he's not scream. He's like more like, what's going on over there? Like a smart Hulk. Like, what do you think? Are we getting a smart Hulk? Okay. Yeah. I think that we're definitely getting a smart Hulk um, because um, I think what happened with like Infinity War, for, first off, um, Hulk is uh, not book smart, but he's, he's smart. You know, he's got that warrior wisdom kind of a thing going on. When he was on Sakaar, and you see that in, like, Thor Ragnarok, he only had armor that he needed. Right. There wasn't any competition for him. Right. So it was basically ceremonial what he had on. Totally. Well, because, you know, like, he was out there killing Doug. Want to look cool. Uh, left and right. Yeah. You know, Doug is dead. Yeah. You know? Um, so then he gets his behind kicked by Thanos. So then he's all sulky Hulk, and he doesn't want to come out. And then, The Incredible Sulk. The Incredible Sulk. <laughs> and then you have Bruce Banner having to take on... With using, you know, um, using uh, armor, and then he managed to take out um, one of the Black Order, and you know Hulk was in there watching. Right. So then yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, you know what? I can do that, and I'm going to get a spiffy new suit too. So with that warrior wisdom, he's upping his game. He's going to upgrade himself, and that's why we have that. Uh, do you think we're going to get a fusion of the two? Like because they are completely separate entities. Mm. Like when Banner's not there, he doesn't even remember. He's like, where have I been? Remember, he wakes up. On, a, on a, an alien planet starts to have a freak out. Can they fuse the two? Is that possible? Oh, I think that's going to happen because they've talked about how they didn't get to do Planet Hulk, but they've been doing the Hulk story across three movies and Avengers 4 will be the, the third of those movies. Start beginning with Ragnarok. Right. And I, I do think that will be interesting. I mean, because it, it, it again, it makes, it makes the whole story more interesting. I mean, we get Ruffalo's great playing the Hulk, and, you know, he does the motion capture. It'll be interesting to see how will a Hulk that's talking, like, when he can actually have a conversation with the rest of the Avengers, first of all, how interesting is that? And also, there's comic gold to be mined there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think, pretty great. He's always, he's always mad. What yeah, and then what does it look like if a smart Hulk ends up meeting Betty? Like, later, right. after undusting has happened. Right, the, the great undusting. The great, is the great undusting. If that even happens. Uh, yeah. That's will there happen. be an undusting? Because well, hey. Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, bringing back because to of That's happening. Uh -huh. yeah, Spider -Man. yeah, everyone's like, <laughs> Spider-Man well, 2 happens before, before Infinity War. No, that's not it. That's not yeah. it. But you never know. I mean, the dusting, that could have been an end. And if there's time travel involved, maybe we're seeing an alternate future and that what happened happened well what we regardless we're seeing an alternate future to bring all those characters back it changes time we're gonna there has to be some form of time travel and, and time yeah there's changing. gonna have to be sacrifices um, made that's why kang will be involved i'm sticking to my guns <laughs> the incredibles 2 opens to 180 million dollars i mean that's the mo the biggest animation animated film opening ever now i went and saw this movie late last night like i said earlier I really liked it a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. did it beat The Incredibles for me, the first film from 14 years ago? No. Is it really fun? Do they introduce a lot of new things, twists, turns? Like I said, I'm not going to talk any spoilers. I'm not even doing it. This is like a loose-ass review. Like, yeah, it's good. Go see it. That's my review. What do you think, Markia? Robert, you haven't seen the film yet. No. What is your excitement level now that you saw that it's $180 million worth of people here in the U.S. were like, we can't wait to, we're going to, it was jammed late night, last night on Sunday. <laughs> I went to the AMC 16, jammed theater, like, like sold out every single show on a Sunday night. What do you think? 
Yeah, um, uh, the number is extremely impressive. But what really got me was how alive Twitter was about The Incredibles 2. Like, there's this one guy that went um, to a movie theater dressed as Frozone. Wow. <laughs> kind of a thing it's got like it's got like millions of views for just that one alone and then all of these people that, that were like uh, i better not see any kids in that theater like you weren't even alive when the first one came out kind of <laughs> no, a thing man. and i i just loved all the hype with that like people um cosplaying up i mean i was gonna go see it anyway but then seeing people's excitement over it it was like well okay i'm gonna have to go see that this week then yeah. kind of a thing as opposed to you know maybe two sundays from now i'll say this like i saw like i said late sunday night Still, families bringing crying babies, but guess what? It didn't bother me because it was The Incredibles. There's already a crying baby in there. Its name's Jack Jack. So just hearing families and like little kids asking questions didn't bother me that much. Still, occasional cell phone stuff. They were far away from me that I couldn't really yell at them, but other people silenced the cell. You know, people are just messed up, like turning on their cell phone. Don't do that, you moron. Like, don't, you know, respect the other people who are around you. Like, the world doesn't revolve around your dumb ass in a movie theater. You know, let me check my messages. I will crush your phone. You know, so I won't do it. I'll get a security guard to do it. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's the level of disrespect in theaters. But I was really happy that we didn't have, there was like one or two is what I'm saying in the, in the film. People are way too important. They had to check that message in the middle of the film. And believe me, I sat way in the back so you could see any cell phone that turns on. So it was occasionally you just see, see that same person. Oh, Mr. Captain, self-important. Oh, would you get a text? And halfway through the movie, you got to check that, right? Man, idiot. Well, anyway, kids crying, didn't bother me. Go see it. Doesn't matter. It's a family film. So there's like, occasionally a kid's going to bust out and cry doesn't matter it's not going to affect you literally you'll be able to just focus on the film so i can't wait for you guys to see it i want to hear what you think robert what's your anticipation we did try and go yesterday at the amc 16 right here and it was sold out trying to go to one o'clock show sold out so i ended up watching the end of the 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 brazil game which ended in a tie which you know okay that's fine (laughs) there's the world cup going on for all you people out there it's a sporting thing yes i heard it's like a a very large cup where you drink voluminous amounts of beer and whoever drinks the most beer wins that's the game i play is about i'm a i'm a huge brad bird fan i don't know if any of you a lot of you weren't alive then but there was a show called amazing stories and brad bird first came on the scene because he did an animated episode of amazing story stories called family dog which they eventually made into a TV series. He's, he's, his nose is not attached to his face. The, 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 uh, the animated episode of Family Dog that Brad Bird directed four amazing stories was one of the greatest things I've ever seen on TV. It's hard to watch. It makes me sad to watch, but it was fantastic. And, I mean, I love Ghost Protocol. I love The Incredibles when we saw it come out. And, and I can't wait to see this film because I'm a yeah. huge Brad Tomorrowland, fan. I'll skip that. I saw that. That's You know, everyone's allowed a couple of misfires here and there. Yeah. Hey, Holly owns a family dog. I didn't even know what the hell it was. I was like, what is that? Is that like a Tim Burton? Dog? I was like, no, that's Ch- she, told, she schooled me on family dog. Check it out. It's a weird cartoon. It's a very strange cartoon. Like, just look, mm-hmm. at, look it up on YouTube. The way it's, the, even the way it's directed, every, like, they made a season or maybe two seasons. Yeah, the show isn't, it, you got to watch that original, it was a backdoor pilot, turns out. But right. to watch the original Amazing Stories episode, it's like a half an hour. Okay. But they're all really strange and weird. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I watched a random one. It was just like the shot selections, everything about it. You're like, this is like a half hour show. It's super weird mm-hmm. about this dog. And they kind of like beat the dog up. The dog's like, you know, it's, a, it's borderline abuse of a dog. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get too much. I was like, yeah, I'll skip watching any more of these. I don't want to see a dog get its ass beat for, <laughs> oh you know, 23 God. minutes an episode. I'm be like, you know what? Oh got other things to do. Oh, you know what? I want to talk uh, about Civil War writers. So we got Marcus and McFeely. Life. 
right? <laughs> These guys are geniuses. They put together the entire Captain America trilogy. They did a rewrite on Thor. They've done a lot of amazing things, especially Avengers Infinity War 1. And now all that pressure's on Marcus and McFeely because now we're like, what are you going to do with Avengers 4? What are you going to do, right? There's lots, a lot of pressure. You have the $2 billion movie that you wrote, and they're like, huh, this better not suck, Marcus and McFeely. Everyone's like, you know, imagine that kind of pressure on you. Anyway, mm-hmm. they were talking about... A uh, very different movie. We, Marquia mentioned a little bit earlier with Cap Three. There's mm-hmm. going to be a, quite a different film. So in this, the, this they were talking about Billy with Kevin Smith. They, they talked to a couple different people mm-hmm. over the last week. So these little news nuggets dropped, and I was like, I don't know who they said this to or what, but a couple different sources. They kept talking about these Kevin bombs. So Feige would just come in. And they're like, imagine they're like, ah, we finally broke the story for Captain America Three. It's going to be Arnim Zola. It, eh. Yeah. Door bus open. <laughs> guys, guys, civil war, and then he just leaves. He throw maybe throws a couple of Marvel trade paperbacks on the on the yeah. table. All civil war stuff. Iron Man, and then like announcement. Tony Stark, like Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in. And then bye. And then it's like, oh my god, literally. <laughs> You're throwing that thing away, you know? We might have gotten Arnim Zola with a, I'm on a TV screen, I'm Jack Kirby. You don't know what would have happened. I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. So I, you know, I still want that, but mm. guess what? I'm really glad that they did do Civil War because it was fantastic. <laughs> and it was, it was basically a great way to bring in Black Panther because they're like, we'll make Black Panther the Spider-Man version because there's no way we're going to get Spider-Man. Door opens, Kevin Feige, what's up, son? <laughs> Kevin Bob. <laughs> yeah, baby. They're like, no, heads exploding. <laughs> Whiteboard totally erased. You know, people throwing coffee. Imag- imagine the madness. Just imagine, like, for a minute, the insane amount of, like, jumping around for joy and also super total frustration. Like, dude, we just literally finished the script. We literally, yeah, I know you didn't. Here you go. Spider-Man. <laughs> Door closes. They're like just jaws drop. But can you like, imagine yeah. not having that kind of a job? You know, so you're, you you're, you're in your room, you know, you're, you're writing yet another billion dollar movie. And someone walks in and goes, this hero that everybody would love to see, you get him. Yeah. Like yeah. Kevin Feige doesn't come in with bad news. Right. He only mm-hmm. comes in with great news that happens. He, he opens up the sky and shines a light down on you. Yeah, that's, that's not a, a bad that's job. A, yeah. a good kind of bomb to have. Yeah. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely incredible. I mean, uh, I, 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 I enjoy Ant Man, but um, with the original thought of how they would have him uh, have Tony Stark approaching Ant Man to then bring him into Civil War, like I think it was like at his kid's soccer game or something like that. Right. You know, sure, that's great. Or Kevin Bomb, Spider Man. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just it's uh, it turns the volume up to eleven, and uh, that's always a good thing. <laughs> Taking all those Kevin bombs. I, I love those bombs. Keep them coming, Kevin. Uh, Comcast and Disney, they're battling out the billion-dollar war for Fox. Who wins in the end? Who do you think is going to win? Comcast, Disney. What do you think? Uh, Comcast has a lot of money. I mean, it's 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 tough. I, I don't know. All right, pick one. I'd like to see Disney win. What do you think? I think Disney is going to win because they have more patience and more money in the end. Eventually, they'll be like, and look, the eventually, deal. They'll make some kind of deal, some eventually side deal. Eventually, everything will be Disney. We know this from Demolition Man. <laughs> That's right. The Taco Bell Wars <laughs> and all that stuff. What are the thing with the three shells? Go see that movie. Check out Demolition Man. That's a fantastic. The, what, the, the Taco Bell Wars? What was it called? Yeah, okay. the Franchise remember? Wars. The Franchise Wars. All right. So, Spider-Man PS4, we were at E3. Yes. We didn't see each other. I, knew, I kept seeing your yeah. tweets. I was like, I'm at the other end of some other thing. So, <laughs> played Spider-Man 4. Yes, uh, yes, here's yes. Here's a quick clip of me playing Spider-Man 4 for all you sweaties. You aren't checking out Collider Games. You should check out that new channel. Show that clip, Cody.
I'm saying, look at my dumb ass playing that game. That's what I'm saying. The game looks fantastic. The game it is fantastic. It, it's, uh, did you get to play the yeah, shocker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. It's tough, man. You see me dying tough. multiple times. Yeah. I died so you many times. You only get three chances. No, no, no. I got multiple times. I was, on, oh, I was in okay. the PlayStation Super World thing or whatever. Oh, like their okay. little, you know, thanks, Fernandez. I got some bracelet. I was like, yeah. But you get to play this whole level. Yeah. But you're like the whole time I was watching other people play these levels. And I was like, man, I'm going to suck at this because I don't have a PlayStation 4. I have an Xbox. Mm -hmm. So the button configuration. Configuration is a little off for me, so I'm like, I, it was like a learning curve. My ass got beat so many times just by thugs to do with a gun. I'm just gonna fuck <laughs> it up. They're like, use your webbing. I was like, shut up, yo. You know, <laughs> and talk to you when you were playing. Like some people, like, can I have a helpful hint? How about fuck off? That was my. But no, seriously, I was like, look, everybody got their turn. I'm gonna suck and play my turn, and you know, eventually I'll time out. But guess what? I beat the shocker, so I got through the whole thing. Beat his ass. It took me a while though. What do you think? What, yeah, no, I I absolutely enjoyed this. Um. Uh, it was, um, I went to the regular line because I was like, oh, it was my first C3. I had right. no idea what to do with, like, anything. Sure. And then actually someone from Marvel, like, knew me, and they were like, oh, no, no, we'll just uh, go ahead and put you <laughs> into the front. I was like, yes. So I played the regular lines one, not the press room one. Um, and uh, did you do where you, like, web guys out of a speeding car? Fuck no. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no. Um, okay, because what it reminded me of... I didn't know how to do that. I could barely swing. I kept falling. I was like, yo, dude, like, you just like, you have to do this and this. I'm like, yeah. But I got my dynamics down by the end of the game. So. Yeah, well, with the mechanics of this, it kind of reminded me of Spider-Man 2, which is an excellent game. Also played that on uh, PlayStation 2, where it's like, um, they got the web slinging right for this game where it's like it's attaching the buildings the physics are there not oh. only that but the graphics are there you yep. you almost feel like you're not really in a game at a certain point when sure. you're when you're playing once you have control over it like when i could be like double web something and then use that and smash a dude i was yeah. like oh you're then you're, it's like the closest i could compare it to is like arkham asylum or arkham city where yeah, you're batman like, I finally, towards the end, I felt like I was Spider-Man, my dumb fat ass. I'm like, I'm jumping around buildings. I'm beating the shocker. Not really. Um, but it was really fun playing as Spider-Man. It sold me on a PS4. So this this summer, or this, oh, well this Christmas, it. I am getting a PS4, putting on the headset. I'm going to be playing a tro a tro Trover Saves the Universe. That's the okay. Justin Roiland game. Okay. It's a Rick and Morty dude. It's so much fun. I could barely stop laughing. I wasn't even baked. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, I could not stop laughing. This idiot guy shows up, and a stupid yellow dude shows up, and he's like, hey. And it's like, it's so annoying, and you're just in a chair. But part of it, that it was so annoying. You're, like, trying to control this other dude to do stuff. But this other guy keeps talking. You'd be like, when will this guy shut up? But then your friend says, when is this guy going to shut up? So he's actually, before you get frustrated, he's frustrated. So he's saying everything you're thinking while you're playing this stupid game. That's It's fantastic. So that's my hard sell, man. Check out Trover Saves the Universe and Spider-Man 4 and get a PS4. Hopefully PS4, they'll just ship me one for promoting their stupid game <laughs> system. Give me a free box, mother... So anyway, you know what? I, I'm going to just have to buy it myself and I'm going to get one of those weird headsets and then you'll yeah. never see me again. It's one of those like... It's like Videodrome. I'm inside the world. So you know what? I want to mention before we get off the air because we're over an hour. Yeah. Uh, Roke is freaking out. He's sweating. Roka always feels like he's going to get fired if we go over an hour because he might. <laughs> Bye, Roka. Just kidding. He's not going to get fired. I'm going to just, uh, hey, we're going to have to talk to Mark for you, you know, because yeah, there we go. Comic book, <laughs> pull this, baby. Let's hit it. 
So number five, we got Moonshine 11 with Azarello Riso, that team from 100 Bullets. Do not miss out. We got Peter Parker, Spider-Man annual number one, Chip Zartsky and Michael Allred killing it with an annual. That's the team that I want to I read and see the art. Justice League 3, we got Scott Snyder and Jim Chung back. Jim Chung's kind of flipping back and forth on this art, art chores. I like the new Justice League. So Tony Stark, Iron Man number one. We got Dan Slott coming in to write Iron Man with Valerio Shidi uh, doing the artwork. I want to check it out. Sounds exciting. I like what Dan Slott was doing with Spider-Man, so I want to see what he's going to do with Iron Man. And finally, we got Batman 49. This is the one issue before the wedding of Batman and Catwoman. It's hard to believe (laughs) that that's going to happen. But Tom King has been building it all there. He's been leading up to it since he started his run. He was like, always had this plan. He's like, if we get this far, we're going to have this wedding. And it's uh, amazing art by Michael uh, Michael, uh, Johnin. So that's my list. Uh, I got some notables like Gideon Falls 4, Spider-Man 801, Man of Steel 4, Avengers 3, Black Hammer Age of Doom 3, The Brave and the Bold 5. Those are my other notables. Any of the pull lists that ring off to you? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Justice League number two, definitely. Uh, Totality part two. I really enjoyed, I'm not going to do spoilers in case somebody hasn't, right. but um, I really enjoyed the interaction between the Justice League for part one. They want it to be there. It was like joyful. There's Batman impressions. It's, it's like um, that. And then like the things that they hint at with uh, moving forward, the moon uh, in, in any case, um, with what they said with that. And it also, it had such a great feel to it. It kind of felt like um, how you felt like back in the day, like watching animated series. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like that classic feel. Maybe it was the narration with it or something. It felt so accessible. Yeah. And it felt gritty, yes, because, oh, DC, but joyful at the same time. Yeah, I think so, it was Scott Snyder finally getting to play with all the toys. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, been doing Batman so long. Look at all these wonderful toys. What, what, Why, I, Justice League. Absolutely, because I'm a huge mm-hmm. Justice League fan. But I've been going back and catching up on Batman. Right. And I'm really, because I, in, in anticipation of this, is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess <laughs> it is. But, but uh, so I'm excited for Batman because I've been catching, slowly catching up. So that would be, that would be my thing. Right. I'll get um, thee to a comic book store this Wednesday. That's where you can find all of those comics and more. Um, I want to remind everybody that you could subscribe to Collider Heroes on Podcast One and iTunes, just go ahead and become a subscriber. You'll never miss any of our shows that we drop every week. We're doing shows on Monday and Wednesday. Um, also, this coming at the end of June, you're going to see the amazing Comic-Con in Las Vegas. We're going to be there June 29th to July 1st. Collider is going to have a large presence there. You're gonna, anywhere you walk, you're going to see giant Collider banners. You're going to see Roka crying with his weird cowboy hat, stumbling around. You're going to see me playing some roulette. Come on down. Let's get into the crap section. And uh, we're also going to have a booth there. I don't know what the booth number is, but uh, I'm sure it'll show up online or somewhere. Uh, Mark Ellis will probably announce it on Movie Talk, or I'll announce it later as soon as we find out, because we're going to have to find out soon, because it's happening in a week and a half. So, like I said, June 29th to July 1st. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to come down, but the Collider Heroes panel is Friday. So we're going to have a bunch of people and guests be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And right after our panel, we'll have a meet and greet at our booth. So please come on down to the live. Las Vegas, and amazing Comic-Con. That's right, it's a Triceratops as their logo. I was like, I'm going to have to ask the people who run amazing Las Vegas Comic-Con, like, what's up with the Triceratops? Like, why a Triceratops? Yeah, I need to know now. I need to find that out. That's my research that I'll be doing uh, in between sitting at a booth, selling my comics, doing panels, and playing roulette. So hopefully you'll be there. I want to thank Markia and Robert for rocking on the show, and we'll see you next week. Tune in Wednesday.
that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 20.